Hi friend, I'm Tanya Gill. Welcome to Lighten Up and Unstuck Your What the Fuck. Together, we explore the ways through life's stickiest moments and how to live with more peace, joy, love, and gratitude. We're going to talk honestly about what isn't easy so you can discover the light within you that will carry you forward. My friend, this podcast is about you in real life, your body, mind, and soul, and the opportunity to not only live your best, but shine doing it. Welcome to Lighten Up and Unstuck. You're what the fuck, my friends. I am so privileged to have my very new friend, Zoe Whitehead, joining us today. And Zoe is the founder of Lunar Lightworker. Welcome, my friend. Hi, Tanya. It's lovely to be on with you and lovely to connect. I am so excited to share space with you because you, as a Lunar Lightworker, are really about one of the most important elements of taking care of ourselves. So I say that lighten up is really about your mind, body, and spirit. And as a lunar light worker, I see that you fit into all of those, but really connect deeply with the concept of spirit. Yeah. Yes, totally. Yeah. We, we work more on um, a spiritual level, but obviously self-care and self-love and all those beautiful things that you you talk about um over on your instagram page and your coaching your work is is obviously really key elements to to the whole kind of holistic approach that we take as light workers and um in my work i work a lot with empaths and highly sensitive people so we're we're very kind of finely tuned and and get very impacted by energy so um, you know, when we feel overloaded with that, it's really important that we take that time out to practice those that that self care and and self love for ourselves. Absolutely. And so, you know, you really touched on something huge, which is as empaths, we are so energy sensitive. And I know that that was something that as an empath, I struggled with and continue to have a lot of awareness around their days where no question. Oh my God. I'm like, Whoa, overload. Right. Did you come to an understanding yourself of that impact for yourself? It took me a long time, Tanya. I think we spoke about this last time when we had that chat, but I grew up um, in the UK and England. I'm sure it's it's very much the same in other parts of the world where nothing was spoken about absolutely nothing of that kind was spoken about growing up in the 70s and 80s um and obviously I was very in- intuitive very empathic and I just I just didn't understand what I was picking up on I didn't understand that it was other people's stuff that I was kind of feeling and trying to process and you know you you're just in this kind of like you say this overwhelm and this I was I was someone as a child as an, a younger adult um very much emotionally overwhelmed a lot simply because I was just onboarding other people's stuff so it was really difficult for me um especially as a child and a teenager I would resort to kind of people pleasing 
people fixing, feeling really responsible for my parents. And, you know, just because I could feel their pain, I could feel their struggle, but, but not even understand that it belonged to them. Mm. So, um, and it was only until really in my kind of late, well, yeah, kind of mid thirties where I um, started my awakening. I was a teacher in, in mainstream education. And um, obviously there were a lot of uh, anxious teenagers and school refusing teenagers all, you know, as, as you go for your kind of self-discovery, the, these things come about and they, they rise up. And again, I could feel the angst and their difficulties. So um, I decided to learn this modality, which is called transference healing, which is the basis of, of all the work that I do. And I run this energy on my clients, et cetera. And I started running it on the children, set up nurture groups and schools. And um, it kind of blossomed, um, you know, from there. And this is, again, where I got this awareness of being an empath, you know, as you you, as you step more into your spiritual kind of aspects you learn all these beautiful things about yourself and it just totally made sense to me that that was actually what was going on and um, because obviously it's very highly stressful environment I ended up leaving education altogether and set up women's circles in my living room and then it developed from there um, and I now coach and, and do all these lovely things with light workers so yeah, that's a bit of my story. And, and, you know, I think that a lot of our listeners will really relate to that, Zoe, because that people pleasing and that energy of others being something that we almost cloak ourselves in without realizing it, it's like we're sponges for it in every direction. We feel the person behind us in the grocery store's energy, and we feel the person, you know, walking down the street's energy. And then the intensity is even more when it's people we care about, right? So whether that be the people that we serve in our workplace, like being a teacher, I too used to be a teacher. Um, and so, you know, like, I, I really understand that. And I think that a lot of the women who listen can relate to that feeling. I, I'm wondering, though, when you discovered that transference, when you discovered transference energy healing, what was it about that that said, this is where I can feel more peace and ease? That's such a good question. It's, it's one of the, it's the only modality actually, which is really unusual, I feel, for people who work in the spiritual industry. They, they often, what I found, the people I've come across, they explore many different avenues. But I started with this one and I've stuck with it. I've gone right up to mystery school. Um, for me, it's, um, oh my God, it's so out there. It's really difficult to kind of describe in a nutshell, but it's, I've gone through so much rapid growth and acceleration since stepping on board with this modality. Um, I love it because we look into past ascended mastery and um, we look at light body techniques. We look at Chiron healings and woundings. I mean, there's so much that goes into it. So comprehensive for me and for me it was enough um and I really feel the shifts because it's frequency we work with frequency um you know I, 
I started to run it on the kids and on myself and on the dogs and the dogs would sort of shift really quickly um, and respond really quickly to the energy. So I knew that it was really powerful and I felt that to be the case. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's really has been um, what accelerated my, my awakening as well. You know, because I'm not enlightened and obviously I have a long way to go, but it's um yeah I kind of felt it fast trapped me really and got me to that mystery school level um so just in terms of opening up my consciousness that that's what I'm talking about so yeah um and I just love it I really love it I really love working with those energies I love it that's so beautiful you know, there are so many people around the world right now that I think are in a very interesting place of awakening. And I think that maybe, maybe it was COVID that accelerated it. Um, maybe it's just that I personally am surrounded by people of our age who are going, wait a second, whose life am I living for? Why am I so affected by what's going on around me? What are my priorities? What are my choices? If the world is infinitely abundant, what selections can I make for me that make my life as rich and as beautiful as possible? And when you talk about frequencies, you know, I think about, we, you know, I talk about a high vibe life, right? And, and, and we, we often think, you know, good vibes only, but it's really about the energy that we create in our lives, that we absorb in our lives and how we filter that and how we use it. So when you're talking about frequencies, I have all these questions. I have all these questions because some of my listeners may not have a clue what you're talking about. Yeah. How would you describe that? Okay, so really simply, obviously you understand about energy and we, we understand that, that everything has an energy, it weaves into each and every one of us, it connects us, it connects us to the global grid matrix, which weaves into the planet and, uh, you know, in, into our planet and up into the cosmos. So it's, you know, we're surrounded by energy. Energy comes out through our chakras and through our thoughts, our feelings, our words, intents, intentions, actions. And our, so, so basically the way that I interpret all of this and how I explain it to my clients and, and members and, or, you know, light workers is that we obviously have this energy, but our energy has a frequency like a sliding scale so if we are someone who kind of steers away from lower denser vibrational thoughts and we naturally have a higher raised elevated frequency or a good vibe you know it's it's terms at the end of the day and if that helps you to connect in that's that's good right um exactly uh but but obviously if we're someone who is attracted to kind of lower denser vibes maybe you know so lower kind of frequency post on social media or you know they listen to the news a lot and you know I don't listen to the news anymore but it will lower that frequency will lower your vibration so that your energy feels denser now you know in we, we're never 
a hundred percent with you know our frequency raised up it's not natural like you said and we all have you know we're up and down aren't we and it's absolutely normal for us to go into struggle and what I like to call initiations or dark nights of the soul where we have challenges that, that come to us and you know this will this will lower our, our vibration our frequency but what, 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 what I teach is how to kind of go with that surrender to it so that we can sort of learn to navigate, release what we need to release so that our frequency will raise again. This is what, this is what I do for light workers. I teach them to elevate and raise their frequency, um, you know, so their energy can be sort of sustained at, 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 at as high a level as possible. But like I said, it's, it isn't always possible, is it? It's normal. It's life that we have those challenges and that's how we grow. It's absolutely how we grow. I'm so glad that you said surrender, Zoe, because part of the challenge is that people think that they should be happy all the time. They should be grateful all the time. They should be having all of these like high vibe, joyful, high frequency, if you will, um, thoughts, feelings, experiences, and that's not reality. We wouldn't even recognize them as being as joyful and as good and as awesome as they are if we didn't have those opposites or those heavier, lower frequency experiences, feelings, challenges. The key word that you shared though is surrender. And, and you know, it's that we, what we resist persists, right? And so it's almost like if you get yourself caught in a shitty space and then you focus on being in that shitty space and think to yourself, you need to get there, you need to get out of there, you're still going to experience that shitty space for longer. Mm-hmm. And, and so we like, it is so funny that you mentioned news because I too, and this is an interesting personal story that relates exactly to today. So in the U S there was a horrific school shooting in Texas. And I have been very careful around how much media I have consumed about that because I feel very deeply affected by that. And it was young children. And this morning I opened my phone and I read an article about there being in the past, this past weekend, 16 mass shootings in the U S and the effect that that had on me was profound but this is the interesting thing all morning i've been in this place of feeling sticky and uncomfortable and edgy and frustrated and like things weren't going my way and and it affected the relationships in my life because i was snappy and bitey and and all of those things and i was sitting here like and i've been like why am i like this and i've been really focusing on that feeling about 20 minutes before we actually met, I thought I need to meditate and I need to surrender to this feeling. And I didn't even recognize until you said that today, that that was probably what set it off. But the only way I could actually release myself from it was to surrender to it 
and sit with all of those gross feelings I had and just let them be for a little while. And notice the thoughts and the judgments that came up with it and let it be. Because I think we're so driven to try and escape that feeling. And then what we do is we just pack it in. We don't, we don't actually release it. We pack it in and then we pack more stuff in on top of it and more and more and more. And if you're an empath, there's even more coming at you. Totally. Yeah. So it's interesting. I appreciate that you said that surrender and it's and Mm -hmm. and and that beautiful thing about (laughs) the reminder about what you consume will affect you Mm -hmm. and it can affect you very, very quickly and you may not even realize it. Yeah, I mean, it's. I always look at the books that I read, the films. I often watch um, at a teenage stuff, like, because I just find it so much lighter now. I'm just so super sensitive. Um, you know, I'm really careful about the posts that, I, that come up on my feed and you know, you, it's like energy management, isn't it, Tanya? You know, you get, you get to be really savvy and know exactly what's going to trigger you. And I mean, sometimes the triggers are good. If I need a good cry, I'll go and watch something about animals or, you know, then that's okay. That's okay. Because I want that release and that's fine, but I don't want things that will get under my skin and, and will just stay with me. It's, um, you know, because I know that, that that frequency is going to lower and obviously like you we we um you know we are of service aren't we so it's important that we we do keep our energy pure and cleansed as much as possible um and like you say do those stilling practices I find that one of the most simple simple and powerful practices of just being okay with not being okay you know when you're in those shitty moments like you say you know and the kind of the shit's coming towards you and you're like oh my god and but it you know just be accepting it and surrendering and and being okay with not being okay has just been a massive kind of game changer for me and I really feel that's allowed me to release because you know we always talk about letting go and releasing but how do we actually do that that it's not easy but like you say just okay, I'm going to be intentional with this. I'm going to just feel it, not engage that mental. And it it does, it just slowly dissipates, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting. So it's, you know, it's good, like you say, to have that arsenal or that, you know, that toolkit of um, practices and techniques to help ourselves in the moment. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think one of the things that, again, it's that resistance piece, because when you feel like shit, the thought of surrendering to feeling like shit is so scary. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Cause it's like, well, no, I don't like that feeling. Why would I surrender to it? Mm. Yeah. We, we're not programmed, are we? It's like you say, we're, we're fixers. I mean, it's a very masculine kind of energy, isn't it? To sort of fix things or distract ourselves or I mean I like you have had I had a bit of a moment where uh, well I always get very impacted by the dark moon and new moon phases a lot of insecurity rises for me and I think for a lot of people um and I you know and I and I wanted to kind of go and see a friend or you know I could feel myself wanting distraction because I didn't want to sit with it it's so uncomfortable but I knew that to truly let 
let it go, I would have to and kind of embrace it really. Um, you know, so it's it's interesting. So sometimes we just, like you say, we just need to go within and and, and accept it and and surrender and do these things that we resist so much. Because yeah, it feels like we're kind of out of control or, or we're losing it a bit sometimes, doesn't it? And it, and the other thing that I did a post about it, about stories and narratives that we we tell ourselves and we engage in and, and don't know they feel so real. And we know, you know, you know that it's just stuff coming up and it's it's not really part of who you are, but we just engage in it, don't we? I mean, I, I still find myself doing that and it surprises me each time. But, but I think the difference is now is that I come back to center so much quicker. Whereas before I probably would have been stuck in it for days and then would project out, blame others and, you know, look at all of those external things that I feel were not right or were, were to blame. Whereas now I just completely own it for myself. Um, but yeah, definitely get caught up in those stories, um, you know, especially at those potent moon times. So, and yeah. I, yeah, you mentioned the potent moon time. So let's mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that because yeah. as a lunar light worker, one of the things that you talk about quite a bit, because I do follow you on Instagram, Lunar Lightworker, um, and as a lunar lightworker, you talk a lot about the cycles of the moon and how they affect us. Yes. So again, it's there's a lot of energy at play. Like I mentioned, obviously we have our own energy blueprint, but we obviously have a lot of cosmological activations that happen and occur. It's just, just a vast topic and I'm very obsessed with it. Um, for me, the biggest constant is the moon, the, the lunar cycle. Um, so I, I do really follow her. I mean, ever, a lot of people love the moon. Very, there's been a big fascination nation hasn't there and she's such a strong influencer cosmically but obviously we've got all the retrogrades we all hear about mercury but all the other planets retrograde we have solar flare we have equinoxes solstices meteor showers you know there's so much going on we've just been through um a, and a powerful eclipse season as well all of these cosmological activations bring different energies and, and impact us in different ways. And especially as empaths and highly sensitive people, we will feel that, we will really feel that big time. So this is something that I like to be very aware of, and in particular, the lunar cycle, because I feel it's a, it, she, she, you know, when we learn to harness her energies and learn her cycles and connect more to her, we can really start to harness the, the phases. So the two main phases for me that are most powerful and, and heightened in energy are the new moon and the full moon. So in the new moon and, it, and, and the way that I use it and I teach my members to, to kind of harness it is that we, you know, the, the new moon represents a new growth, new beginnings, um, you know, setting our desires, connecting to our dreams. So we, we, in, we do our intention practices, our rituals at that time. And we use soul quests and things like that to do that, to get that clarity on what it is we want to change or let go of. And then we kind of travel towards the full moon. Obviously there were different phases, um, but these are for me the most 
potent full moon full of energy most moonlight a lot of people don't sleep over that time very busy but we're very creative we get a lot of inspiration downloads so it's a really good time to be you know connecting in if you want to do some sort of creative project something and you need to get inspiration this is a time to be journaling and you know getting that getting that inspiration but it's also a, a time of reflection to see how far you've come over that cycle and celebrate you know celebrate what you've achieved um and start to think about what you want to let go more of as 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 the moon moves through her cycle so you know we we connect with it in different ways in really simple ways like leaving the curtains open at night or having a moon app on your phone which will show you those phases um you know getting your crystals out if you're a crystal lover I'm looking to see if you've got any crystals there Tanya you know you can get those out in the moonlight because they'll cleanse and charge up your crystals but it's just a really simple way ah oh, there we go <laughs> I've got loads loads yeah my selection is on <laughs> my selection today they're on, they're actually right here on my desk that's so cute yes. yeah well, communicative one so yeah it's um yeah it's 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 just a beautiful thing it's a beautiful practice I find it very goddessy and you know we do these rituals over the over these two potent phases so that's just some ways that that you can already start to connect in. I have a moon calendar as well. There's a lady in the UK that does these beautiful watercolor moon calendars that shows you all the phases and the retrogrades and things like that. So there's loads of different ways you can connect in. But you know, if this is something that that's speaking to you, you know, try it and just know that you're connecting and attuning and aligning to her through that connection. You know, it, it's funny because as you were talking about it, I mean, I, I personally have not followed moon phases really very much at all. However, again, past life, I was a teacher, past life, I was a social worker. I'm still a social worker, but I guess I'm still a teacher, but those were my said professions. And in those professions, one of the things that I did pay very close attention to was the full moon. Because under the full moon, as you were describing an opportunity for reflection and creativity and all of those things, my experience as a teacher and as a social worker were things like, if it's a full moon, I don't want to be on call. Because quite often the experience under the, with the full moon is that there is a lot of energy and that there is, you know, some disruption in that, that, you know, kids are a little more restless or there are more challenges with vandalism or people, like you said, aren't sleeping. So those kinds of things. And then again, if you put the layer of being an empath into that, and if, for example, I mean, I know some of my listeners are teachers and social workers and people in healthcare who again have that experience of oh the full moon can be really tough right what would you say to them what would you suggest to them to help make that i mean they can't control what other people are doing how can they how can they tamper that experience for themselves to still function in the roles that they're in yeah that's so interesting i mean firstly empaths these are all typical empath jobs aren't they nurses the caring professions i love that we're all in there aren't we we are uh, have had 
<laughs> I've had roles in there. Um, but yeah, that's such a good question. And as a teacher, I'm sure you remember, you always knew if it was a windy day, you know, elements or the full moon, you just knew and the dogs would go crazy, kids would be wild. Um, so yeah, totally. So I would say first and foremost, have that awareness, you know, we're really hot on that just just really know what's coming up. This is something we do. We do, I, I do cosmic updates and things that are coming up, how it's going to impact on you. Because the full moon is, you know, it's an amazing time and opportunity for creativity, socializing, really being on your communication, you know. So um, I would say look at the whole picture, look at the whole rhythm and cycle of the moon. And if you possibly can, I know that we all have time constraints and we work in set ways, many of us. But if you can try and rest in those dark moon, new moon phases and in the full moon, you'll have more energy, um, you know, and if you are in those professions where you're um, being of service to others and caring for others, teaching or whatever, hopefully you will have more energy. You, you will be more on your game. You will be able to express yourself um, in a much clearer way as well. Um, you know, so it's about, it's really about aligning with her phases and kind of, you know, weaving through her and living by her, you know, if you really want to get into that, that's why I would recommend that you do is first of all, know where you are in that lunar cycle, because remember, she, the full moon, she is amplifying whatever is going on, if you're feeling rocky and emotional, you're going to have more of that. If you're feeling tired and not a lot of energy, you're going to have more of that. Okay. Um, if you've got symptoms coming up, more of that but if you're in a good place then more of that so you know it's about navigating that um you know yeah it's it's like a whole holistic approach I guess um you know people who, who live by the moon that moon living um is is looking at a, at a hole and aligning another thing that you can do obviously it depends where you are in your life but um you know there are women that like to align their female cycles with with the cycles of the moon that's well known isn't it and um you know you had a lot of ancient sort of the red tents and the moon lodges where women would go and with the girls would go and when their periods were due and they, they were shedding and their bleed phase they would go and have all these amazing visions and because this is the other thing as well is that the veils are thin especially at the new moon and full moon so you'd get a lot of downloads and um, messages from spirit and um, you know if you are awake at between kind of one and three four in the morning if you possibly can bear it, get your journal out, write down what's coming up for you. This will give you guidance and maybe, you know, clarity will come through in some way that will help you to get through those phases as well. It's kind of like surrendering to it and understanding it and living, living by it more and being bounded, you know, being being bounded with yourself, you know, I don't know about you, Tanya, but that that's been my big one of my biggest learnings as an empath and and light worker is is just respecting my boundaries and not overdoing things. And as a woman and, and as a mother, 
you know, just totally overdoing and exhausting myself. And um, I've had to really take a big step back from that. And, and that, that's been a big game changer for me as well. So over those moon cycles, when I know like the dark moon, where I'm going to feel that insecurity rise, you know, I'm really kind to myself and, you know, you, you, I kind of um, anticipate it as it were. And, and those boundaries, those boundaries are boundaries within as well as boundaries with others, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's that this is how I show up and serve myself in this time. And this is, this is the limit or this is where I end and you begin because you're responsible for your own life, mm. right? And it can be very, very hard again as an empath to have those boundaries. So I'm so glad that you said that because yes, we are affected by our cycles and, and there are many women who do align their menstrual cycles with the moon, which I, the first time I was introduced to that, I was 20 years old. I had a roommate. I was working in a hotel in Waterton and my roommate was very clear about when she needed curtains opened and closed. And I was like, this is very odd, but very quickly it, it became very comfortable. And also then of course my cycle shifted to be aligned with hers, to be aligned with the moon. And, and it does, it happens so naturally and so quickly. Right. And, um, and it's funny because, you know, people think, well, it's just the moon. It's just like a, a big shiny thing in, in the sky at night, but energetically it impacts the globe on such a massive level our tides, the biggest bodies in, of water in the world are affected by it. So how can we not be affected by it? Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, it governs the, the, the motions of the earth, the, the, the sap as well, rising hormones. So you, you know, if you've got teenagers or, you know, in your classroom or you've got teenagers at home, which I have, you know, you can see that happening. It's just more of that, you know. So, yeah, totally. And we're, we're obviously sort of, I think within ourselves, we're, we're kind of 70% water or something phenomenal like that. So obviously, and, and water represents our emotional body. So, you know, we, we, we are governed by that. We, you know, it's one of our biggest cosmic influences without a doubt. Yeah. So beautiful. It's yeah. so magnificent. So we, I am so happy that we've had an opportunity to chat. If my listeners are excited to get to know you, what is the best way to find you? Well, I would love for you to connect with me on Instagram at Luna Lightworker, all in one word. I also have a private but free Facebook community called Luna Light Community. So you can find me there. And I have a website um, called Luna Lightworker. Um, .co.uk so you can um, find out a little bit more about me there as well beautiful now you also have some cool programs that you run do you want to tell us a little bit about those yeah I'd love to thank you so I have a lunar lightworker membership so it's like a really high vibing place like I said our mission is to help um, you know like empathic lightworkers empaths lightworkers who really want to step more into their higher vibrational version of themselves and curate this kind of higher frequency life for themselves. So it's, it's all about doing that. Like I said, we follow the lunar cycles, we do moon rituals, 
circles. I do high frequency healing, sacred teachings, all of these things to help keep you course correct and on your true north path, connecting to your soul purpose. Um, and uh, yeah, we have some beautiful women in there, really, really powerful. And it's what, what I do is I purposefully hold a space for you so that you can become that shadow walker and you know want to kind of dive deep into what's holding you back keeping you small and just reframing those um old self-beliefs and and just yeah really curating a higher frequency life for yourself so that really is my main signature membership like program um, and the doors are actually opening this month um so at the time of recording this so you can find all of that, uh, all about it on the Lunar Lightworker uh, website. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. I will make sure all of that contact information is mm -hmm. in the show notes without question. Zoe, this has been such a wonderful, wonderful conversation. I am so, so grateful for you. Thank you so much. Do you have one closing piece of advice for our listeners? Well, just, you know, just keep, self-caring self-loving being bounded with yourself as well as others and just keep shining that beautiful light shine that beautiful light oh thank you zoe my friends it has been such a joy to share zoe with you lunarlightworker.co.uk and make sure you find her, follow her. She's such a beautiful soul. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation from my heart to yours. Please shine brightly and take gentle care of yourself. Mwah! Thanks for joining me today, my friend. If you're struggling through your own what the F moments and are ready for a more heart-centered and loving way forward, it is within you. It's time for a self-love adventure. Head on over to perfectlyimperfect.wtf for everything you need, including an amazing community, the collective. Beautiful humans on the same self-love adventure. If what you heard today spoke to you, please leave some love with a review. And don't forget to share this with a friend or 10. I hope to see you on the inside. <laughs>